0: Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser.
1: And I'm Matt Bose. In this Netflix and Dill episode, we're discussing the Amazon Prime counter-terrorism series, The Family Man, starring Manoj Bashpai and created by Raj and DK.
0: Can Srikanth stop a large-scale terrorist attack?
1: Is his wife cheating on him?
0: Will his son ever learn how to play the recorder?
1: Find out now, <laughs> after I do the land acknowledgement. <laughs> So before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people.
0: It's a great opening. I think our openings are just getting better and better. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: think all of our episodes are.
0: Yes, we are back uh, with a follow-up from our big pilot season Battle Royale episode to discuss the, the show that we were most interested in the family man so we we binged the first season and now we're here to tell you about it it's real good yeah it was really good
1: yeah
0: uh so netflix and until episodes if you've never heard of one before they are a little bit shorter than our regular episode a we did
1: more casual a bit more
0: casual we don't have drinking an,
1: a beer while <laughs> podcasting
0: we don't have an interval uh and we're just reviewing one thing but we do have some other stuff to discuss first so i guess first since we last sat down and recorded, Bollywood has seen some, a couple of big losses. Yeah. yeah. Um, both Irfan Khan and Rishi Kapoor passed away, and for us, it within was within a day. We, for us, it was the same day. Yeah. Uh, so we woke up to the news that Irfan Khan had passed away, and we went to bed to the news that Rishi Kapoor had passed away. Uh, we we expressed a, a lot of grief on social media, and it was it was a very difficult day. That day, you you and I were both shedding some tears, uh, but we just we wanted to address kind of a stance that we have on the show. This isn't the first time since we started the show that there have been deaths in the Bollywood community. Um, high profile ones, yeah. High profile ones, yeah. Most notably, uh, Debbie passed away since we've started the show, as well as Ampuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we made the decision back then, and we're, and we're sticking to it that we are not going to make episodes about a, a person's death
1: like right at the time.
0: Yeah. And, and we made that decision because it's hard, it's hard to have a critical lens mm-hmm. um, towards the work when, when you're dealing with grief and, and we just don't feel like it's the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I also don't want to be driving traffic to our podcast. Um,
1: Off the backs of someone dying.
0: Exactly. Yes. It just, that doesn't sit right with us. That is not a criticism of other people who make tribute episodes. I think our space as white, white critics within this space, we didn't grow up with Bollywood. These these deaths still affect us. They still up. They were still very upsetting. But I think we are always trying to navigate that space in a respectful way.
1: Rishi Kapoor especially. Because we have seen lots of Irfan films. Yeah. And, well, and- you know, I think we could speak critically about what we think of his career as a whole. Rishi Kapoor we've mostly seen as kind of an avuncular grandpa type. And can't really speak to his uh, younger days. We've seen Kabi Kabi... Yeah. But not too R. many R. other R. ones, and MRI Bar Anthony. Yeah. I mean, I loved MRI Bar Anthony. I thought it was a great movie, but not enough to really have a whole sense of his uh, persona.
0: Yeah, and so it's just, you know, we we want to acknowledge these losses, and and we did so on social media, and we're doing so now. We are doing so now. We we have been criticized in the past for kind of after Sri Debbie's death, not producing an episode about her. We would still like. To produce an episode about Street Debbie, we had it on the books before she passed away, and then decided to to give it some time before we returned to her. And now it's probably been enough time, but we just want to make that clear that it's
1: not that we don't like them or we don't think they're important. It's just we don't want to profit off their deaths by having people listen to our podcast and the advertising.
0: Yes, and and we want we always want to have a critical lens in our analysis of yeah a film you
1: don't want to do a hagiography right afterwards, although I did see a pretty big piece about Rishi Kapoor's legacy and how he kind of became a bit less beloved in his later years, yeah, especially when he's on twitter yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yes
0: that is that is a thing, so
1: so it's a complicated legacy
0: yeah and i and I think this this is always going to be complicated, but at the end of the day, we decided it was our show, and so you know,
1: yeah, we'll do whatever. Some we of want. that
0: criticism in the past, I've, I've I've listened, but I I think we're making the right choice.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: but we did want to acknowledge that that was terrible. It,
1: yeah. yeah, it's very sad. It's
0: very sad. Uh, something else that happened since we last recorded uh, is we caught up with a, we caught up with two shows actually.
1: Yeah, we binged a whole other show. <laughs>
0: uh, so we just want to quickly touch on it because it's a it's currently a very hot topic uh, on online and i think a lot of people who are engaged in south asian media are are watching this and that's mindy kaling's never have i ever which came out on april 27th 2020 on netflix it's created by mindy kaling and lang fisher and it stars maitri ramakrishnan she's a young canadian actress mm-hmm. purna jaganathan Risha Morjani, Jaron Lewison, Darren Burnett, Ramona Young, Lee Rodriguez, and John McEncore. What? McEnroe. 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 Yeah. McEnroe.
1: That's how you pronounce it.
0: Yeah. McEnroe.
1: No, it's McEnroe. That's I how know. that's how you pronounce it. But
0: it looks like McEnroe.
1: I know, but he pronounces it McEnroe.
0: Okay. And John McEnroe, who is the uh, the narrator of the show playing himself this is a teen romantic comedy about a high school girl who you know wants to get a hot boyfriend and has some ups and downs with her friends and also if you're so self-torn between her indian culture and her american side uh or the indian culture kind of represented most dominantly in the show by her mother and her cousin Uh, she's also dealing with the grief of the loss of her father. Now this show has gone on to be one of the most popular things on Netflix. It seems like everyone is watching it mm-hmm. and everyone has a lot of opinions on the show. What did you think Matt?
1: No, I thought it was good. Um, I wasn't really expecting much no but I thought it was really enjoyable. I liked how
0: it's qu- it's a quick watch. the episode's really 28 minutes.
1: Yeah. I like the main character who is completely a screw-up.
0: Yeah, Debbie.
1: And it's entirely of her own doing, too. Like, her her father died very traumatically, and she has actually had a sort of sympathetic paralysis that happened. So she was actually in a wheelchair for a while after her father died. So yeah. people treat her kind of with kid gloves all the time because they're worried that maybe she'll lose her use of her legs again. Uh, where the John McEnroe thing comes in is that she's actually kind of a hothead who does whatever she wants and gets in arguments with people all the time, just like John McEnroe. Mm-hmm. And I liked that this you was... You know
0: far more about tennis than I think I thought you did.
1: I mostly know about tennis because of reading um, David Foster Wallace pieces oh, okay. about it. So
0: There's a movie about McEnroe, too, with uh, Kit Harington.
1: Yeah, that's the Eight Days of Hell, I think, right? Where it's it's a depiction of a soccer, uh, of a tennis match.
0: Maybe, but you don't I need think to there look was it was an actual McEnroe film. Yeah, originally.
1: but like he's he's like I'm I can't say I'm a huge sports fan, but I do I actually do like so maybe watching. Maybe it's
0: Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, Kit Harrington was in the joke one. Yeah, so maybe Shia LaBeouf was in the real one. But like I actually do like watching tennis. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a hotel or something, I'll watch tennis. We don't really have any means of watching it here. We don't have sports on our TV.
0: But Wait, anyway, star
1: you hotstar if, if they ever <laughs> start showing tennis on hotstar maybe they do i don't know yeah. but anyway or like
0: john McEnroe starts he's
1: Capitan. he's sort of a he's sort of a character that you might know outside of sports oh okay cuz he's well known for flipping out at umpires um, and basically just being kind of a brat but also being amazing at tennis yeah and what i liked about the show and his relationship to it is that the main character is not a kind of nice version girl she just wants to get laid. That's her defining characteristic at the beginning of the show. Things change a little bit over the course of it. But that's just what she wants to do. She writes it in her dream journal. Like, I'm going to sleep with such and such guy, the hot guy. And she doesn't let people...
0: Paxton Hall Yoshida.
1: Paxton Hall Yoshida. Quite quite the devil barrel name.
0: Hey, he's he is hot. And it's okay for me to say that because he's like 29. Yeah, he's hot.
1: <laughs> we can all agree. He's hot. But like... Apart from a the lot, actor, not the Apart from of the River, show. apart from Riverdale, which is a show that actually gets like shown on the show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't watch a lot of teen dramas. I didn't. I only watched the first two and a half seasons of Riverdale anyway. But the teen dramas that I remember were generally like.
0: Are you saying that I should sit you down and we should watch all of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred and Two Hundred
1: and Ten? No, I'm saying exactly the opposite. Don't make <laughs> me do that. But like. She's an interesting character because... Are you
0: a Kelly Taylor or a Brenda Walsh stan? Which one?
1: I don't know. I don't know who they are. Was Nev Campbell on 90210?
0: No, she was on Party of Five.
1: Okay, I like Nev Campbell. Yeah,
0: she's Canadian.
1: Yeah. What What I was saying (laughs) is that I like a show where someone is continually being hoisted upon their own petard because they're too impulsive. Because in some senses, that's my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm often being too impulsive and doing things... And then getting owned in the process, so it was actually quite relatable for me. Um, what well, I understand that the uh, the um, Puja episode is what pissed everyone off, and there are some I think jokes. That's
0: one of the episodes yeah. that people find the Ganesh Puja
1: episode, and there's some yeah. jokes involving her cousin who's recently come to um, America to go to MIT, and she's kind of a fish out of water type situation. Yeah. But you find out that she's got some edge to her as well. And I think some of those, there's some kind of cheap shots there. Like she wants to watch, her cousin wants to watch a Bollywood movie. She says it's only seven hours long. Or uh, talking about how many flavors of ice cream there are in America. And like, they have Baskin Robbins in India, right? Like, yeah, Sal mo- Salam
0: had tweeted yeah, that. Like, exactly. We had Baskin
1: Robbins. Yeah, most, like most big chains of things you, you could probably find. If they're not selling beef, you're more likely to find it, Right. So, I, I, I can understand the complaints. It's, um, it's very much an upper-class NRI existence. Yeah. And really, okay, here's, here's where my pers- white person watching South Indian Entertainment thing comes in. Um, people were describing it as very ca- castist, mm-hmm. specifically that they're an upper-class Brahmin family. But I, you know, apart from the episode with the pundit, I didn't really, can't really tell that. So, that's something we'll never notice. Right?
0: Um, that's tough for us to tell. We don't notice. I think the signifiers are harder for us to pick up on. Yes. Um, but I, I do think we notice some of that stuff.
1: But as someone who watches a lot of movies, watching movies about upper-class NRIs is and TV shows, that's most of them.
0: Yeah. And for teen
1: shows, of... they teen shows are always about rich people usually or at least some of the characters are rich and that's part of the fun is like wondering what it would be like to be a rich kid Mm
0: -hmm. i think
1: and she's not even rich like no but
0: she's pretty well off. yeah
1: the the other the kind of annoying guy in the show who you'll sort of like later on he's very sad he's filthy rich yeah but like i guess her family is not particularly well off
0: well i mean her mom is a like dermatologist in southern california they're doing they're doing pretty well yeah um yeah I, I've I've read some of the criticism and and I can't say I disagree with it. Uh, I think that um, if someone
1: says it's castist, it probably is.
0: Yeah I think that the the mom especially her character is very uneven uh, though I think uh, Porna uh, who we've seen in Delhi Belly. Uh, is very good. She's very funny. And her I think character's she's. character's just
1: written inconsistently.
0: Yeah, she's the character's written inconsistently, but I think she brings a lot of empathy and depth to, to the character. I especially like when um, Debbie and her are, are not speaking, when they're really on the outs. Uh, yeah, so she's I. She's got
1: great outfits too. I've read. The Mother.
0: Uh, the fashion on the show across the board is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I've read a lot of the Chris's criticisms and I don't. I don't disagree with a lot of it. I do, I do kind of roll my eyes a bit at people being frustrated or upset with the Priyanka Chopra comment because I think within the context yeah, of the show, that was explained. It makes sense. Uh, Devi is not someone who is connected very deeply with South Asian pop culture. No, she,
1: she's not connected with South Asian culture at all. Really, like she yeah, goes to the Ganesh Puja kind of thing.
0: Part of the show at times. Yes,
1: yeah, like she really does not interact with her own culture. At all, for the yeah. most part. There's some stuff with her father that they want to do. And then there's that Ganesh Pooja episode. But it's, it's really just about an American girl.
0: Yeah. And and the Priyanka Chopra comic comes out in a dream of hers from the mouth of um, the, the boy, guy. the hot guy that she has a crush on, who is um, part Japanese and I, I think Caucasian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so... Which his
1: friend doesn't realize. Yeah. And he's like, it's, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'll have to pay better attention to you going, going forward.
0: But I think of, of attractive or, or like, sexy South Asian women in the West, I think the two that people are most familiar with are Priyanka Chobra and Padme Lakshmi.
1: Or Sonny Leone. <laughs> he's probably... <laughs> any, any teenager with Fair access enough. to internet is most likely at least somewhat familiar with the works of Sonny Leone.
0: Fair enough. I don't know if the, if the show wanted to go in that direction. So uh, I, think, I think the... But Pryor- she was on
1: network TV. Yeah. She's, she's probably one of the most you know, popular Indian people in America culture.
0: Yeah. So I think the, the Priyanka Chopra made sense for the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also read a lot of criticism that the show is ableist. Because of the way that That's interesting. Debbie was it's, in a wheelchair and couldn't walk,
1: it's honestly kind of a weird like part of the plot because it yeah. doesn't really matter.
0: And it's played for comedy. And I will say, when the show first started and we saw that it was she was in a wheelchair, I kind of thought, "Oh, refreshing! Like great!" And then very quickly she gets out of the wheelchair. So I, I 100% agree with that.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of comes comment. out of nowhere.
0: And it's not important. It doesn't no, it's not. do anything. They're not, you know. I think it's important. No one's worried about have, it after the first two episodes. Yeah, and you know, I will say this has a more diverse cast and a more diverse group of characters than most TV, most popular American TV shows. Yeah, uh, and I did appreciate that, but in in some ways, it it kind of it kind of takes like two steps forward and one step back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there is a character, um, Paxton Hall, Yoshida's sister, has uh, developmental disability.
1: She has Down syndrome, I think. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and in no way does that... Um, what's the one I'm looking for?
1: I mean, it's not being done for shock value. It's also no. not being done for, done for schmaltz value. And even her brother... Kind of addresses this, like, what, you think I'm ashamed of my sister?
0: Yeah, like, in no way is that the defining characteristic of that character. No. Which is great, but then at the same time, they did this wheelchair thing. So, again, like, this two steps forward, one step back thing. The wheelchair I, thing is
1: kind of, it's, it's bizarre. I wonder if maybe they read a news story about that happening and just thought, oh, that's a good yeah. backstory. Because, like, she, her dad died. I mean, that's probably enough reason to handle her with kid gloves a little bit and be kind of worried yeah. about her. So You don't need more
0: so yeah i encourage i encourage people you know to to read some of the criticism because i think some of it is interesting and some of it is very valid i do think that these this wouldn't be such an issue in my opinion if we just had more diverse representation in our media
1: if this was one of 10 you know indian teen school shows then it could be as part of a spectrum
0: and i just you know if It's frustrating how little Asian-American representation there is in Western media, considering Mm -hmm. the population of Asian-American and Canadians. Mm -hmm. And so often when when a film or a TV show comes out, in a way... It's
1: criticized more.
0: It's criticized more, but it also kind of has to encompass more because there's just... Not as much. And and I think it's important to remember that this show is from an Indian-American perspective and Mm -hmm. not from an Indian perspective. And it's interesting how this kind of like NRI narrative is different than the Karen Johar NRI narratives.
1: Yes. In a huge way. And I felt more like
0: the Indian
1: critics who I follow in India were a lot less forgiving.
0: Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to comment on the way that it's... um, it's through a white gaze. Yeah. Which I've seen... I I've, see
1: everything through a white I've gaze, seen, unfortunately. <laughs> I've so. seen
0: mentioned. But I think it's important <laughs> to, to engage with some of this criticism. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I did overall enjoy the show. It's I, fun. I thought it was fun. Uh, I liked I, all the swearing. I wish... So there's one episode narrated by one of my all-time faves, Andy Samberg, uh, from a different character's perspective. And I wish they did more of that. Because it is a very diverse group of teenagers.
1: Yeah, we could hear what the other girls what their you know their main, their narrator, narrator Yeah, are.
0: and I I would have I would have I would like more of that mm-hmm. as the show goes on. I'm sure it'll get a second season since it's done so well.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's super popular and everyone did watch it even if they didn't <laughs> like it. So yeah. that's good.
0: Yeah. Um so that's that's uh enough preamble, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Let's get to the meat of yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Matt, the family man.
1: Uh so the family man. It's a uh, really good Imagine if 24 but not racist in the same way. <laughs> Cuz I would say this is still probably fairly like um dismissive of muslim people in a lot of ways just like 24, but
0: and just like parts of never have I ever. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: And but you could say that for many 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 uh Hindi film projects as well. Yeah. Um but this is a counterterrorism TV show starring one of our favorite actors, Manoj Bajpai.
0: Yeah. Now you are very insistent that I not use the word "spy," but I use the word counterterrorism. Even though everywhere online they call this a spy show. <laughs> I
1: don't think he's a spy. He might have been a spy, but his job is to keep tr- like take care of yeah. terrorism. Yeah. He occasionally pretends to be someone else, but his like he's a, he's he's playing defense, not offense. Okay. Okay. That's my yeah my short rationale. Uh, so this show came out on September 20th, 2019, and as we mentioned, it kind of ate the lunch of Bard of Blood by coming out earlier and being better.
0: <laughs> At least based on the one episode yeah, of the, Bard of Blood yeah, we watched.
1: Yeah, maybe that one really picks up, but like this was fun from the beginning, and I would say all the way, it, it got better every episode, I think. Uh, so this is an Amazon Prime show. It's been on for one season so far. There's 10 episodes. They're reasonably short, 38 to 53 minutes. You can get through this. In quarantine time in a couple days. In non-quarantine time in a couple weeks.
0: (laughs) I mean, the way I've been shows, you can get through it in a day easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You've been crushing it lately.
0: Yeah. Anyone want to talk about The Crown? I finally watched it.
1: Yeah. Send all your Crown stuff to Aaron. Uh, So this is created and directed by Rajni Amaro and Krishna DK. So... Uh, these are producers who have made some films that we actually liked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gone Go A Gone. Um, no, Go Go A Gone. Uh, a Gentleman. Stree they produced. Yeah. Um they have What we found with them is that they kind of take Western storytelling tropes and put them in a Hindi film context. Yeah. And I think the marriage works pretty well for the most part.
0: Yeah, they're, I find their stuff very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, I'd really love to revisit Go Go I think they're working on a sequel because I hated it when we saw it. And I think I'd like it a lot more now. I well, just we think weren't the jokes scythe. would land more with me now. We
1: also weren't big sif guys then. So yeah. I think now that we could see him pretending to be Russian, that's, that's pretty fun.
0: <laughs> yes. And yeah. I, I, I'm i not a, In a zombie it, fan.
1: This is this is before we watched Race <laughs> and some other kind of like... Omkara? No, no, no. But I'm thinking like camp action type stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: Matt, wait till you catch up with Tahanji.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Tahanji. But uh, like that kind of campy action, Bang Bang is another good one. I don't yeah. think we'd watched a lot of those before Go, Go, Go and That's one of the first Hindi films I've ever seen, I think. It was pretty early on. It
0: was pretty early, yeah.
1: And then I think, yeah, coming back to it with context, we might appreciate it more. Yeah. You also don't like stoner things. And there was yeah. a lot of that. So that that might be the one the of the things that turned of you off. The not
0: liking stoner things and zombies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that might have been it. But anyway, family man. Uh, the family man himself is Manoj Bajpayee. He plays Srikanth. Uh, Priyamani plays his wife, Suchitra. Uh, Sharib Hashmi plays JK. Uh, Nirav Madhav plays Musa. Vedansina plays Adharv who's the son who's learning how to play recorder among other um, (laughs) other stuff Uh, Mehaktakar plays Driti, the daughter Uh, Sherrod Kelkar plays Arvind the you know suspiciously handsome guy (laughs) and Zarev Shia plays uh, Mary who's a nurse so Shrikant works for Task T-A-S-C, which is a branch of the NIA.
0: A fictional branch.
1: A fiction. Well, that we know of. It might <laughs> just be super classified. And his uh, Shrikant's job is to essentially um, protect India from uh, terror, both international and domestic. And the show mentions this at the end of every episode, but the the stories are ripped from the pages of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So... At the at the very end of the show, you see a bunch of the newspaper articles that this is supposedly influenced by, but it's it's uh, various terroristic activities that the Indian government has been up against, and how this you know fictional agency and this fictional man would deal with them, as well as dealing with his home life, and I thought that it melded the two quite well. Um, I I think the story of the wife at home is pretty gripping yeah it's not one of those things where you're just waiting to get back to the action no her story is actually really interesting. the kids are well done uh, but this is Manoj bejpai's show and he uh, crushes it
0: but I think it is really important that it's it's about that kind of like work life balance mm-hmm. it, you know it finds kind of something rather true liesy yeah, rather mundane that we can all kind of relate to whether you have kids or not like but still everyone's kind of struggling with that work life balance and I think kind of Executes that feeling, that tension on like a bigger, more exciting scale.
1: It also, do you know what hero perfectly encapsulate this that I kind of, I'm kicking myself now that I just remembered it? Mm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is always torn between having to deal with his family and deal with, you know, the work of being Spider-Man and then he's never appreciated, which is, that's, that's the key, right? Like, you can never... There will occasionally be like uh, someone saying, thanks, Spider-Man. Be even like, screw you, Spider-Man. Why didn't you stop <laughs> me when I got mugged the other day? That kind of thing. Yeah. And in this, kant's getting it from the Vadapav guy at the station. Like, oh, they did a pretty good job on this. No, nah, no. Nah, I think they made that up. They didn't do that. Why didn't they stop this? And it's that kind of civil servant attitude of, you know, you could try it as much as you want. People just don't like the government. And they're not, gonna, <laughs> they're not going to appreciate the things you do for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned True Lies, which was a film that we compared this show to a lot in uh, the episode where we decided that we were going to watch it. True Lies is one of my favorite films. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I will say that as the show goes on, I think the True Lies elements kind of fall by the wayside.
1: Well, the two stories diverge. Yeah. I don't want to go into too much spoilers, but eventually Shrikant has to leave town for a while. Yeah. And he's off doing a big adventure while his wife is contemplating some life changes and if you don't have them bouncing off of each other it's not true lies anymore
0: yeah and i think also the comedy starts to go by the wayside as the show goes on yeah that's not a criticism i think the premise is still very good and i think it kind of goes in a natural it, it goes to a natural direction mm-hmm. one thing that i really liked is that Sreekant's not some sort of infallible agent
1: no he's too hot-headed he's much like Davey on uh uh, never have I ever he just goes off on his own tear whenever he wants he's sometimes it bites him in the ass
0: much too hot-headed he has an ego and also you see him kind of make a huge mistake in the middle of the show Mm -hmm. that I think really the ramifications of that mistake continue to kind of sit with him and, and 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 cast a shadow over the rest of the show. We as should it goes do a on. we should
1: do a spoiler zone because I there's a character that I want to talk about, but I can't mm. in this part. So in a bit, we'll talk about that person. Yeah,
0: and I I think I just appreciated the the shades of gray that were here with with the approach towards counterterrorism that the yeah. show isn't. Is it, I mean, it's still pretty positive towards these guys, but I don't think it's really trying to glorify them like you're, like an action movie is.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. So the main thrust of the show is that Shrikant, um, in the first episode, he kind of has to capture some Muslim terrorist guys who come into Mumbai, and he, like two of them get shot, and then one of them he kind of talks into giving up. Mm-hmm. And that guy, Musa, goes to the hospital, Um, And this sets into motion um, Mission Zulfikar, which is this pretty detailed mission that a rogue Pakistani general and ISIS and these homegrown sort of uh, terrorist guys have put together to try and, you know, do some bad stuff. I'm not going to say exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. But it, um, I think... You would have to have a heart of stone to not, maybe not identify, but sympathize with some of the stuff that the Muslim guys go through. Yeah. Uh, They are routinely just brought in for questioning by the cops, beaten for no reason, surveilled illegally, um, had wiretapped, having their uh, belongings touched. Like, the surveillance state is actually pretty harsh to these guys, but it is in in the service of stopping a major attack. So Mm -hmm. you're asked that question, like, what should... What should go by the wayside in order to keep the vast majority of people safe? But I think you do kind of sympathize with some of the guys.
0: Yeah. And the show does this while managing to be pretty light a lot of the times. It's... it. It's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a lot less alienating and a lot less dense than something like Sacred Games. Yes. I recommended this one to my parents when Sacred Games was initially premiering. My my mom was pretty excited for it because she had seen advertisements on Netflix. And then as soon, I think within five minutes of, of us watching the show, when it finally came out. Because when she was excited, it, it, yeah. it hadn't come out yet. I hadn't seen it. And we hadn't read the book, and within five minutes of the show, I I immediately know knew like, oh no, my parents are not going to dig you know, once this. No,
1: Wazniy throws a dog off the top of the <laughs> building in the first like two minutes of the show, so that's going to turn off a lot of people for Sacred Games.
0: Yeah, it's and but it's it's
1: a very it, dense show.
0: It's very dense, and I think it goes to some places that that take kind of a larger suspension of disbelief yes. than, than this does. Once half
1: the cast is like whacked out on this weird <laughs> goji drug for most of the if show. If you get that far. Yeah, if you get that far, like you have to appreciate that most of the cast is completely off their gourd for half of the show. Yeah. So yeah, that could be tough to take in.
0: And you also need to have kind of a basic understanding of um, the recent history of Mumbai. Yeah. This this is a lot easier to just I think watch.
1: It's more globe trotting as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it's a lot it's a lot more formulaic in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more kind of recognizable. I think Twenty Four is a pretty great comparison. It's I mean the the action doesn't take place in the same kind of intense time frame,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you know like might as well. You have a similar thing with Jack Bauer where you're like following along with him trying to stop this terrorist attack and He's also doing like what it takes. what's going on with his daughter. Yeah.
1: Uh um,
0: so i think I think that's a pretty apt comparison, and it's just i think I think there's a level of like you you're always going to have to suspend your disbelief watching a show like this, but there's kind of like a level of dare I say realism that I think just kind of keeps this keeps this show in check, yeah. it never goes like full on. Mission Impossible. Everything is still kind of pretty believable.
1: People get shot in believable ways. Like, yeah. Shrikhan is not soaking up bullets on his way to... He's not John Wick. No. You know? He's he's not a exactly. superhuman. The
0: action isn't, like, super-powered.
1: It's more like what would actually happen is just two people scrambling and trying to hit each other.
0: Yeah. There are some huge coincidences in the last episode that I think mm-hmm. you have to kind of go with. Uh, but overall, like, I think it's a really... Easy show to pick up. Yeah. Uh, whether you know you're a fan of thrillers and count and, and and like shows about the intelligence community or books or movies about the intelligence community community, uh, or you're a fan of Bollywood, I just think this has broad appeal. Was what I was getting to.
1: Yeah. Um, something that should be mentioned is even though we didn't love Mirzapur and we did love Made in Heaven, mm-hmm. this shares. A similar interest in kind of amazing cinematography. Yeah. There's some kind of wide city shots that you can tell are a drone, but a lot of the time, you could tell they spent the money on it, because it looks great.
0: There's some great long takes. Everyone knows how much we love long takes. Well, yeah,
1: that's the other thing I was going to say. Much like (laughs) MusiPort, there's some very intensive long takes that might have been faked, but the blocking is amazing. Like, there's a gunfight at a hospital. There's, um... The gunfight
0: oh. at the hospital is incredible.
1: It's, yeah, it's fantastically it's, done.
0: Great action set piece.
1: Um, I think there's one in an apartment building where they're chasing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of foot chases, and these are just like impeccably well directed and really exciting to get you into the action. So yeah, that was the best part of *Minsapoor*, and the continues with Amazon Prime shows that they look great, are really well cast, mm-hmm. and uh, the long takes like just. Direction's really on point. It's really, like, if the story doesn't go to a crazy, dumb place like Mirzapur does, like...
0: Or it just is grueling. Yeah. Like, I just found Mirzapur so... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it was just... It was so mean. Yeah. This is... This is just... It's so fun. Like, while it's dealing with, um, you know, a pressure cooker situation, and there are some ugly characters on screen... Overall, it's just really kind of fun and light on its feet, even mm-hmm. when it gets pretty, pretty serious.
1: The final episode is pretty dire.
0: It is, yeah. Like,
1: the, the tension is, is ratcheting the whole time, and what's actually at stake is pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. So, like, they ratchet it up to a really tough level, but without, yeah. while still making it watchable.
0: Yeah, whereas like I felt gross watching of poor.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Whereas
0: here I just felt like oh, like the stakes are ratcheting up, like it's becoming more serious and I just mm-hmm. felt kind of more invested.
1: I think my favorite kind of bit character, I don't remember the actress's name, but the character is named Saloni, who Shrikant has a history with. Mm. She's she's in charge of kind of the Kashmir part of the show. Yeah. she's like the commander of the unit that keeps an eye on things in kashmir and they have a fun relationship
0: yeah and she was just great. cool
1: i liked her she had kind of a sarah connor thing going
0: i love the kids yeah the kids i are love good. his kids yeah we haven't really
1: talked about that much but how the kids often, are really good
0: how often do we love the kids this much
1: these while they have like fun witticisms and stuff they're not tv kids with like zingers that they're popping off they do recognizably act like children
0: and the but they're like
1: cool children that you like.
0: <laughs> the way that they manipulate their dad.
1: Yeah.
0: I oh god, there's there's a great scene where he's he's going to take them to school, and they like get out of their out of their place. They like get through the doorway, and there's like a really fancy car parked right in the front and they're like ooh awesome <laughs> yeah did you <laughs> then, buy a new car and then Srikanth is like yeah and then uses like the uh like the key to unlock the doors yeah this
1: <laughs> <they're> shitty little <laughs> car it's Srikanthiwari not not uh, Trevetti's Tri- in uh, um Sega games it's Tiwari yeah
0: uh, That's a great scene. Just like I love, yeah, like the 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 scenes with the kids and then the, their interactions, especially with Menoj Bajpayee, I I just thought were so good. I love the whole subplot of Menoj Bajpayee have to like having to get his daughter out of to uh, out of a suspension.
1: My favorite thing with them was he keeps hearing that he might she might have a boyfriend. He's like. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. So, he literally hacks cell phone towers using like the Tesk supercomputer mm-hmm. to like look at her phone and see what she's doing. And he, she, she's like texting some other kid. <laughs> it's such a blatant abuse of power, but that's also who this guy is.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: He, he does whatever it takes to get things done, even though he's kind of unheralded.
0: And the children's subplots, like they're not without stakes and risks. Like the, obviously, the boy
1: doesn't really have much of a subplot, but the girl, she's got a few.
0: Yeah, and it's again, like you like you say, it's not like you're annoyed whenever it goes back to the kids. Like, let's mm-hmm. get back to the action. Sure, it's not. Oh my God! Millions of people might die, um, but I think think there is enough tension with what they're doing I know you say not, not much happens with the son but there is like what happens with the son when he's left home alone I think oh, right. that's yeah. really yeah. tense
1: we should probably go to the spoiler zone now well
0: before we do I just want to quickly talk about his wife okay so she's her, also really good yeah her whole subplot is that uh, you know she, she feels like her husband is not all that engaged with her and their family life she's right yeah he's constantly having to run away on an emergency she doesn't know the kind of work that he's doing. She just thinks that he's like a government office.
1: Yeah. She knows worker. he works for the government and I think she knows that he's in some sort of like security services. Yeah,
0: and like she knows what he used to be doing, but yeah. she's like you're done all that now. Like we don't have to worry about you. Yeah. Uh, and so she takes on a new job at a startup
1: with Arvind.
0: And Arvind is sexy. And Is he? I think
1: yeah. he's kind of chunky. And he's okay. I don't know. He's kind of got a dad bod okay. going.
0: She's clearly feeling Arvin and so the whole question throughout the series is is she going to cheat on him does she cheat on him uh, and again I think I think the tension with that is done really well I also love the interactions between Srikant between and her uh, especially
1: which there aren't like, that many actually. He's, like they aren't in many scenes together which is the weird thing
0: yeah but they're like arguing over the phone all the time and then the one time when he's like okay I'm ready to talk and she's like well I don't have time to talk yeah he's like what you know you always are saying like we should talk and now I want to talk um, yeah I mean he does like invade her privacy I think in a way that's really disgusting and she calls him out on it uh, yeah I, I don't know I just I felt I feel like the family aspect of the show is is just as well done as the counterterrorism yeah the intelligence
1: it's aspect. like um, it's like Game of Thrones the books mm. where typically when you read a character's story you're like this is really good I want to see what happens and then at the end you're like oh man I want to see what happens but then you read the next person you're like Oh, well, this is good too the show did not do that very well. <laughs> no. There were very boring subplots that could easily have been excised. Anytime
0: they went to Arya, I was like, I'm done, go Aria back.
1: or um I think s-
0: we're in the minority on that, on disliking Arya.
1: Yeah. The Southern Kingdom. with the sand snakes and all that. Typically you could just not have that happen. Um, but anyway, uh yeah, this each scene you're really interested to see what happens next and you that's how you keep interest in it. Is If you're going between your A plot, your B plot, maybe a C plot, you legit just want to see them all.
0: Yeah. Do we quickly want to talk about Musa before we go to Well, I think the we need zone. to go to
1: Spoiler Zone to talk okay, to Okay, we'll go to, we'll okay. go to Spoiler zone. So, Spoiler Zone now. Okay. Moose is a great character and I think he's acted really well. Yeah, that I actor don't, is great.
0: I don't think you re I think the reveal that he's kind of the big villain that you need to be afraid of is really well done.
1: It's good and I think like, it's good but they keep checking in on him, like, okay Yeah. After about three episodes you're like, it's something up is up with this guy. They probably wouldn't have kept him around if he wasn't a big deal, but I don't think you, you think anything near what he's gonna be.
0: That's true. Like, I, I did figure out pretty quickly that he was playing the nurse because, obviously, mm-hmm. he was playing the nurse. But I think the audience does feel a bit like the nurse where you're kind of like, oh, maybe yeah. this guy isn't so bad. So Musa... about his mom.
1: Musa's the guy from the first episode who survives the gunfights. And uh, Srikant brings him in. They're going to ask him for... Uh, to get info about the terror cell he's in. But what you actually find out is, like, he's, like, the number two or something on the uh CIA's most wanted kill yeah. list like he's actually huge in ISIS and he's there to make sure the mission Zulfakar happens no matter what mm-hmm. and like the lengths that he goes to to try and have this mission go down and when you find out why like you find out what happened to his mother and stuff you and you know you don't get it but you could see why this would happen to him yeah why he would go this far and yeah, his eventual plan is horrifying. And it's based on something that really happened in Indian history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I thought that he's a fantastic actor. He's he's kind of got like, um, oh, what's his name? Anton from um, No Country for Old Men. The guy that uh, that uh, Javier Bardem played oh,
0: okay, with yeah. the bad
1: haircut who went yeah. around burning people. He's kind of got that energy of like, this guy's dangerous. Okay. 50-50 chance if you make it out of any interaction with him, he'll probably just murder you.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, he he has no empathy.
1: Mm-hmm. No <laughs> scruples. No. He just murders... Yeah. Not even for fun. He, he's, like, he's not a psycho. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, a, you know... By Determined. the books, ter- terrorist, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a great antagonist.
0: Yeah, he is good.
1: And uh, Kareem, the other guy, the, the bomber who kind of has a change of... He doesn't have a change of heart. They, they have an ideological split between them. <laughs> uh, he's also very good. And you kind of see him in Kashmir being traced by Shrikant. And the, the thing about this terror cell is that... Since it's broken up into terror cells... No one that they're running into really has any idea what the whole plan is. Because mm. they're keeping the information um, in cells, right? Right this guy knows one thing, this guy knows another thing. Really, it's the head bosses back home who might know the whole thing. But, um, so Kareem, he's an explosive expert. He goes to Kashmir. He doesn't really know what he's doing there. He gets his orders one day and then he eventually, he, like the audience, realizes what he's going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's a great reveal because we don't really like this guy. He's a bad guy, but he's been mistreated by the cops. Like, kind of get that going. But then even he's kind of shocked at what the plan is. Yeah. So that's, Great, when you could kind of have some sympathy for the devil sort of thing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's just really skillfully done.
0: Yeah, I think it's really well done. Uh, I was really impressed with the subplot about the uh, the college student who they thought was planning an mm-hmm. attack, and it turns out that he was just trying to...
1: He's doing a political protest. Exactly,
0: he was just trying to protest um, by serving these right-wing Hindu nationalists beef. Yeah, And... And I just I think the way that the that the show and the handled, terrorist
1: had this as like that guy's being hung out to dry as a distraction
0: exactly and it's
1: like damn yeah that's that's cold
0: it, it, oh it's so cold and I think the guilt that Srikanth feels over this um, just yeah it really like that mistake really propels the back half of of mm-hmm. the the season and he takes think, even
1: more risks he knows that something's up even though from all. From all appearances, appearances it's but over
0: but I also think he questions himself more yeah which is I th- I think important to that and and I think the show I think it's important that, that, that they make a mistake yeah and and I think well that- we
1: made a mistake too like you could have put the two and two together and think that maybe this is a political protest but uh the show was like using camera angles mm-hmm. and things to make you think that he was Kareem the bomber when in fact he isn't
0: yeah, and I think, I think it's really... We're it's
1: easily fooled.
0: I think it's really skillfully done. And I, I don't think that subplot is over yet because his girlfriend is really of
1: Well, world. she has direct evidence that he was assassinated exactly. for, you know, not amazing reasons.
0: Exactly. But yeah, I think the, the shades of gray that that subplot brings in uh, is really important.
1: And also it doesn't seem like Shrikant really... He's a vegetarian. But I don't think...
0: He's a vegetarian
1: at home. He's a vegetarian at home. He eats eats stuff out in in the field. But, like, he might... It's his job to protect the government from things like this.
0: But he does want to own up to it.
1: But he's in charge of, like, stopping bombs and things. A Mm -hmm. political protest. I don't think... If he knew that that was happening, he wouldn't have put as much work into it. Like, he he might have agreed. I don't know. Like, he seems pretty horrified by the... They uh, would have
0: shot the guys. Well, like, he, he
1: seems horrified when they find out, like, oh... These uh, Muslim kids before were chopped up on suspicion of having beef, and this politician was raising people's ire. Like he seems as horrified as Kareem was.
0: And they're reacting to. And
1: the cop who uh, brings the, the Muslim kids in for questioning and beats them up—he's just like, "Yeah, this guy. I don't want to be like that guy at all. That's awful. He's abusing his power."
0: Yeah, and and the protesters are reacting to an incident. Where a couple of men were murdered because they were suspected mm-hmm. of transporting beef when they weren't,
1: yeah. and this is presumably something that happened in real life and was used mm-hmm. for the show,
0: yeah. So, yeah, I just I thought that was a very powerful subplot. I'm interested to see where that will go. and And I think the the guilt that' through feels over it is is very palpable. Man Bay is great. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. I um,
1: liked it. Yeah, let's not talk too much about the ending, but it has a pretty great cliffhanger, Mm
0: -hmm. eerily
1: similar to another show (laughs) that we've seen.
0: Yeah, it is a little similar, but... Yeah?
1: Yeah. Cool. So, spoiler zone over.
0: This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, your source for curiosity-driven coverage of our city cultivated by the community. Taproot is proud to publish original journalism. Some stories are prompted by questions asked by Taproot members. Others grow out with the concerted attention that Taproot's writers pay to topics such as local tech, food, or business. Taproot was also happy to support a season of Let's Find Out, answering Edmontonians' questions about how humans and nature shape each other. Members make it possible for Taproot to pay journalists while distributing these stories for free. If you would like to help put more such stories in the world, become a Taproot member at taprootedmonton.ca.
1: With PodPower, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a PodPower shout out to The Shared Mike. The Shared Mike is Edmonton's first unscripted intergenerational podcast. The show connects two people of different ages and stages to interview each other about shared life experiences. It's hosted by Age-Friendly Edmonton, a partnership between the City of Edmonton and the Edmonton Seniors Coordinating Council. Find The Shared Mic wherever you get your podcasts or at thesharedmic.blueberry.net. Blueberry Blueberry is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Again, that's thesharedmic.blueberry.net.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of podcast Matt yep we will be back in two weeks what are we going to do Matt
1: we are going to continue our look at Anil Kapoor films so we're going to check out some 90s movies of his mm-hmm. uh, ones we haven't seen already yeah because we've seen and haven't discussed and haven't discussed because we've seen Lamhe and Tall and yeah. those are like two of his big ones so we got to find some others uh, we have a question on our Twitter mm-hmm. so if you see this respond to that with some more 90s picks that you want um, specifically 90s yeah because we'll do 2000s, 2010s after yeah. but yeah I'm forward to it
0: and uh, thanks to everyone who voted in our poll on what movie Matt should catch up with for our mid-year review episode that's coming up we will still be doing a mid-year review episode it will actually be easier this year than past years yeah because of the pandemic there's less to catch up with uh, but boot part one the haunted, haunted ship. ship one
1: pa- it's a part one
0: it's a part One.
1: F- shit <laughs> um yeah why is this movie not called das boot i'll never know
0: yeah i uh, i'm excited that you're going to watch that as well as uh the pod and hanji so yeah that'll that'll be after oh look we're we're giving away more than one episode at a time matt yeah uh but first anil kapoor that will be in two weeks in the meantime matt how can people keep up the show
1: at bollywood pod twitter at matt underscore b-o-w-e-s twitter
0: I'm at Ernie Fraser, E-R-I-N-E-E-F-R-E-S-E-R.
1: Facebook.com slash Bollywoodishlovers. Uh rate, it, rate and review us on your favorite uh, listening platform.
0: Mm-hmm. We like
1: Apple Podcasts, but whatever you like.
0: Yeah, we read our Apple Podcast reviews on air. We haven't mm-hmm. had one in a while, so it'd be great to get one.
1: It would really cheer us up in the middle of the global pandemic oh, if really someone would. gave us a review. Uh,
0: well, Just I'm- to
1: tell that someone's listening, you know?
0: Well, you're there. You can subscribe to our other shows. Our other show. My other Your show. Your other
1: show. I've only been uh, on that show once.
0: Yeah, that I do with Paul Mawichuk called Trash Right in the Movies. We are recording an episode right away here on Reincarnation. So very Bollywood plotline. Mm. Um, We're going to be discussing birth and uh, Heaven Can Wait. Mm. Uh, yes, we also want to say thank you to Becca Dalkey for our artwork.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wish we I don't re- think
1: Tuffy would ever do a terrorism.
0: <laughs> I would hope not. He's a
1: fine dog.
0: <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, yeah, that's
1: it. Okay, bye.